You're listening to Central Illinois Business. Hi, this is Alex Ruggieri. Thanks for joining us today. We are excited to bring you a fantastic show, and we're starting right out with Mark Peterson. He's the president and CEO of Intersect Illinois. Welcome. Thank you very much, Alex. Uh, happy to be here. Oh, yeah. We met, uh, well, I went to the uh, MIPM uh, along with a, a de- delegation from Illinois, and the MIPM group uh, is, uh, that is an uh, international real estate conference that is held in Con France every year. And as part of that preparation for our delegation, um, we had the privilege of going to Chicago and kind of getting a little training and a little heads up like, hey, here's what you should expect. Here's what you should do. And you were our keynote speaker there. And right. you just I think you blew the whole room away. It was such a great presentation, such good stuff that you had. I, I kind of circled around at the end of the meeting. I said, Mark, we got to have you on the radio show. This is great stuff you're doing. And so that was the genesis of all of this. And now you're uh, uh, getting ready for all kinds of other things we're doing uh, with Intersect Illinois. But people may not know what it is. So could you kind of fill us in a little bit? Sure. Um, So Intersect Illinois is uh, three years old. We are the privately funded statewide economic development organization. So uh, let me clarify that. What that means basically is that we're funded by the business community. We are not governmental. We're a 501c3, although we work very closely with our government partners, with our local partners, with our regional partners, with everyone around the state. We're really here to market the incredible assets that Illinois has to offer businesses and help recruit those new companies to come and set up shop and operations in Illinois, grow new jobs and new investments. So that we're all focused on um, talking positively about Illinois, putting the data out there that, uh, and then working very hard, rolling up our sleeves with companies to get them what they need to make the quality decision to come and create new jobs and bring new investment to the state of Illinois. I love it. I love it. You know, I had a friend one time. Uh, we, I'm in the real estate business, and people listen to this show know that I have a day job. But uh, a friend was complaining about, you know, turnover is such a problem in my company. And, um, and I said, well, you know, who do you have working on that? And the question was like, you know what? Nobody's working on that. Well, you need to get somebody working on that. And just hearing that you're working on it for the state of Illinois gets me juiced. I think that we need to have somebody working on it and have somebody as sharp as you are and as dedicated as you are. Uh, And uh, I guess I'm asking, too, are you getting the resources that you need? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I think one of the things that's important to recognize is that you need to have a certain amount of resources to do the kind of work we do. And and we've been um, blessed to have good support from the business community. And we hope to continue to do that. But it also would be great to expand that, you know, to have more companies sit at our table, bring their perspectives, bring their challenges so that we could address them. But uh, but uh, no, we, we are, uh, we're about a $2.8 million organization, which uh, allows me to put together a staff of 10, some incredible research uh, tools and uh, information that we can support our regional partners around the, the state with. Um, and then it's just about hustling. We're out there meeting with national site consultants who are 
bringing the jobs to a state like Illinois, meeting with the companies, meeting with the industry leaders um, that can make these things happen, and building those relationships, including worldwide relationships. As you mentioned, I was there to brief um, the, uh, the Illinois Realtors Group on, uh, on their trip to uh, France. But we have an extensive foreign direct investment portfolio that's growing rapidly from a number of countries around the world. And so we do a lot of global travel um, to go out there, meet those partners, and bring them to the state of Illinois. Yeah, it's awesome. And I remember a couple of years ago, and this was under Governor Rauner, but uh, uh, Jim uh, uh, Schultz was uh, involved with Intersect, and uh, he went with our delegation and right. and actually, you know, was uh, uh, recruiting and trying to connect with companies uh, from all over the world and bring them back to, to Illinois. So I that was my first exposure to Intersect and then to to meet you uh, before we left for this last trip was just fantastic. Tell us a little bit about uh, you and your background uh, so folks can understand uh, who we've got uh, working on this issue. Sure, yeah. So a word about Jim. Jim was our, our original CEO, our first CEO, um, uh, when the organization was uh, created. Um, and I think Jim was eventually eager to get back to his, 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 his real business, yes. which is private equity and investing, and, right. uh, and he did that. And so... Uh, I have been in the economic development world for uh, about 15 years. Um, I ran what in New York State was called a super regional because we don't have a statewide organization. We have five super regionals. So I ran an organization that was responsible for nine different counties, uh, footprint geographically about the size of the state of Connecticut. And I did that for 12 years. And if you know anything about upstate New York, I was out of uh, headquartered out of Rochester. Um, you know, there was a community that had to change its economy. It went from Kodak, Xerox, and Bausch and & Lomb to oh, a very different kind of economy as those companies struggled or had troubles over the years. Right. Um, and so we had to rebuild. And uh, so I spent 12 years recruiting hundreds of new companies um, to replace the jobs that were lost by those uh, behemoths um, going through hard times. You know, I love that. I just love what you just said. And and I'll tell you why, because number one, it's possible. Uh, oh. You know, I, I grew up in Rantoul, and when they closed the Air Force Base, you might as well say they rolled up the sidewalks, you know. But right. uh, uh, but uh, over time, they were able to attract more and more businesses. They built a, a business park, and now they've got a lot of things going on over there. It's really, you know, great. But which would you rather have, you know, one giant Kodak or a Bosch and Alam, you know, employing, right. you know, uh, thousands of people? Or would you like to have a lot of companies, everybody employing 10 to 20 to 40 to 50 people? Right. And so my guess is, and you can tell me, I'm just, you know, speaking off the cuff here, but my guess is that uh, Rochester is much better off today as a result of having multiple companies uh, than as opposed to having two or three really large companies. Yeah, it's mostly it's mostly about being able to balance the equation and 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 every time there's a change and transformation and quite frankly we're going through a radical transformation in the world today with all the technology um, you know, they say every company is a technology company now. So the reality is, is that we're going through this major disruption in our economies. Um, some of that is very exciting because it brings new jobs and new opportunities and it changes the pattern. So old challenges become, um, you know, new opportunities. So I think that um, you just have to be ready. You have to have the organizational strengths in place and the people in place to be able to take advantage of those opportunities. And that's why we're so excited about what we're doing at Intersect. We think that 
the, 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 the worm is turning, as it were, that things are changing in Illinois um, for the better, but that we need to be prepared and be singing the, the right tune and telling our story around the world if we're going to be able to take full advantage of the, the transformations that are going on in business in the world today. Well, when I went to MIPM, I remember I at the first time I actually met with uh, some folks from Decatur uh, where they have a very large uh, company that, uh, uh, what, what is the name of the company? I, they do soybeans. I should know this. But anyway, oh, ADM. ADM. Yeah. yeah, I met with ADM. them, and, and um, we were talking about doing some uh, uh, exchanges with uh, rail cars, and they were bringing in, they were shipping stuff out of the country, and then the rail cars were coming back empty, and we had a company that was wanting to fill those rail cars. and bring. Anyway, so we were talking to them, and they showed me this map of the um, railways that, that come through Illinois and then go out to, and they said, you know, we can get to, I forget what it was. It was crazy, 75 or 80% of our country could be reached by these rail lines coming out That's of right. Decatur and, and everything within a day or something like that. Yep. And I was so impressed that I asked them for that slide, and I included it in part of our presentation that we took with us to MIPM. So I know that there's some amazing things about Illinois, and that's one of them. We're right in the heartland, and you can get to just about every major market pretty quick, whether it's by truck or by rail or whatever. And then, of course, we have that airport, you know, uh, Chicago is, uh, you know, really connects us globally. Uh, so a lot of good things. But let's talk about just for a minute the elephant in the room, you know, because a lot of people say, oh, Illinois, you know, it's, you know, and there's a flight of people, you know, businesses, you know, is that really your experience or what kinds of, you know, let's address that. No, I don't think it is my experience. I think I think what is the most accurate way to picture everything that's happening is there's a transformation underway. And what that means that, you know, people um, make decisions both personally as well as businesses about where the best fit is. So are we now as a state that, you know, we have our various uh, uh, issues financially and there are, are, you know, there are certain things that we're going to have to do in order to meet our obligations to do that. That might change um, the profile for certain businesses and no longer we're no longer a perfect match. And for some people, um, we may not be a perfect match. But for others, we become an even better match because of these incredible assets that we have, because of the talent that we have, because of the technology and the skills that we have. And so it's important to look at both sides of the coin. And I think, you know, there's the old saying, the yin and the yang, the Chinese are very good at, you know, there is risk and, and there's also opportunity. And that's what this is. There is an opportunity to recruit. If you look at the data, what you'll see is we're the number one location for new millennials, for new Big Ten graduates to come and live um, in the state of Illinois, that we're one of the fastest growing tech um, communities in the country right now. Um, and so what we're having is we're replacing the old with the new in some ways, and I don't mean that just you know from an age standpoint, although there's some of that too. We're basically remaking ourselves, um, which is a, a, a good process for a state economy to go through, um, but it doesn't mean there isn't some displacement and there isn't some adjustment. And so that's what 
what you're seeing there. Um, we like to break down the data sets when we look at those kinds of things about, well, everyone's fleeing. Well, what does that really mean? Well, it meant, you know, in the last year or two, it meant, you know, 40,000 people out of a population of 13 million people. It also <laughs> meant that the majority of those people that supposedly don't show up on the rolls anymore are either 70 or above, or they are people that are at the lower end of the socioeconomic scale. All right, what does that mean? That means that, you know, people that are at that lower scale need to go somewhere where, where you know, a minimum wage or a little higher than a minimum wage job um, actually gives them more money, not less money, because the cost of housing is, 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 is uh, you know, more expensive here. And that's what it is. It's people making those kinds of changes. But would you say that, you know, a couple of groups of people um, leaving, um, and it's happening in a lot of other states, as long as we are refreshing with new young people and bringing that talent here and growing that talent here, you know, when I look at the U of I producing more engineers than MIT, you know, Stanford and, and Caltech combined I every love year, it. I say, holy cow, we have the talent here. We need to make sure the jobs we're recruiting here match that talent so that talent can build their careers here. I, I have got to take a quick break uh, for the sake of our sponsors, uh, but I would like to say, could we offer you a new job? Could we give you head of public relations for <laughs> Illinois? Because that was great. I love it. Let's let's. I want to talk more also about the upcoming conference, Select USA. Can we do that when we get back? Absolutely. All right. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this word. And we're back here listening to Central Illinois Business. Alex or Jerry here, and I am just really enjoying my interview with Mark Peterson, who is the president and CEO of Intersect Illinois. Welcome back. Thanks. Yeah. So Intersect Illinois, real quick, just a one or two sentence a review of what we told the folks in the first half. What is it? Sure. Yeah, we're the uh, we're the privately funded economic development uh, organization for the entire state of Illinois. So we market the assets of the state of Illinois globally, all over the world. We tell the story of the great things that are happening in Illinois and recruit new businesses to create new jobs and new investments in Illinois. So that's uh, that's our charge. That's what we do. We're out there looking for new opportunities to create new jobs and new investment in Illinois. I love it. And I'm just so glad that we have somebody working on it. And that somebody is you with your experience and everything. And we talked about that in the early uh, part of the interview. But I want to also uh, shine a light on something coming up, a conference called Select. USA, which is coming up in June. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, Select USA is actually um, uh, run by the Department of Commerce, uh, U.S. Department of Commerce, and it is um, been going on for about five or six years. And it is an opportunity for countries from around the world to meet state representatives from around the United States. And so it's become one of the largest foreign direct investment conferences in the world. And so we go with a team, we call it Team Illinois, with a group of not only SEC, but also our partners from the Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity from the state of Illinois, and our regional partners from all over, from Champaign and from, um, and from all over the state, join us in our efforts to be able to tell the story of, of Illinois, tell the story of their communities, and to build relationships 
um, and actually work on real projects because many of the companies um, that are coming or the countries that are represented are represented by companies, and those companies come to look for um, where should they uh, site their next uh, their next location, their next uh, factory. And so we begin those relationships there and carry them on uh, throughout the year as we recruit those new companies to, to Illinois. So now tell me, where is this going to be held and when is it, it going to be? It's in Washington, D.C. in uh, the second week in June. Um, we're there for about three days. Um, almost all of the 50 states are represented, anybody who's doing anything in foreign direct investment. So for years, for a couple of years, when the conference first started, Illinois, before Intersect was in existence, um, was not represented. The state didn't even show up. Wow. And that's wow. really something that you got to make sure doesn't happen. So since we've been on board, we have gone every year with a bigger and better presence in order to be able to tell the story and uh, and, and to look for opportunities. And, and it has produced results. We've recruited, you know, 13 different companies, uh, or, or companies from 13 different uh, countries, actually, um, more than 13 companies, but, um, you know, from different countries from all over the world, and many of those original relationships were started at Select USA. Wow, that's exciting. So when you get there, what are you going to see? I mean, is it people, like, in booths, or uh, well, where is it no, held? They have... They have a they have a conference and they have you know sessions and speakers and a number of governors speak a number of uh, elect, uh, a number of the administration's officials usually speak we usually hear from the treasury secretary we usually hear from the uh, the secretary of state the secretary of of commerce um, you know so we have real access to the top echelon of uh, leadership in this country um, in, in addition um, there are opportunities for us to do matchmaking and so we use I won't go into all the details but we use an app and every thing to invite people to come and meet with us and talk about our com- our state and our communities and they set up actual appointments and so we do hundreds of meetings um, during the course of the conference um, directly with uh, company representatives and uh, country representatives who have the opportunity to bring um, new jobs and new investment to the to the state of Illinois and so we will work that very hard with all of our partners and we will do a lot of work when we come back from uh, select USA following up on those leads and continuing to build those relationships uh, and turn them into projects. Yeah, and I just repeat what I said earlier about we have somebody working on the on the problem because when you do those kinds of things, and I know this from just being in business and going to conferences, you have to prepare to go to the conference uh, ahead of time, have a plan. Then you go to the conference, you work your plan, and then what you just said, which is so important, is after the conference is when you really go to work and do that follow up to make those connections and land. Uh, those companies, you know, uh, and bring them to Illinois. I mean, that is hap- yeah. that happens a lot after the conference. So yeah. um, can you, just so people can get their heads around all of this, I mean, it's just great stuff, and I'm very excited about it. Um, and I will be going. I'm going to go to the Select USA. So this will be the first time that I've been there with Team Illinois, but I'm really excited about it. And um, can you share maybe... Uh, and and again, I don't want you to speak out of school. You don't have to mention names per se, but can you like give a story of a situation where you worked with a group and then you brought the company and now they're you know doing something in Illinois? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we um, we had our first. I can actually give you the name of the company because they're here and it's been announced. So we met a company called Faber Castell at Select USA two years ago mm-hmm. for the first time. Met their new CEO. 
Faber-Castell is well known in the world, and you would know them if you thought about it a minute, because they make every single number two pencil that's used in the school system in the United States and has for have for hundreds of years. Wow. Um, you know, so if you look at your number two pencils that you have to have to take your little test in school, it says Faber-Castell on it. Well, they went into a new business a number of years ago, about 40 years ago, actually. They went into a new business, and it was eyeliner pencils um, for the cosmetic industry. And they became a very, very big player in the, the Europe uh, in that space. They decided they wanted to open their first North American headquarters and operations, and they wanted to talk with Illinois. And so we met them first there two years ago. Now, roll that in. It does take some time. So, you know, now we're two years later getting ready to go back to Select USA. But last October, um, Faber Costell announced that they were opening their first manufacturing facility in the United States, in North America, actually, um, uh, here in Elgin, Illinois. Um, they'll hire about 60 people over the next three years. They're operational now. They are producing eyebrow pencils right now um, up in Elgin in a facility there, growing like mad, and, uh, and we met them first um, right there. Now, there were dozens of other meetings between that first time we met them in Select USA, including a meeting with the governor when we took him to Germany. We met them in Germany at their German operation, um, and we met them dozens of times back and forth over that um, subsequent two years before they made the decision to come here. So that's all the follow-up, but it all started at Select USA. Wow, that's amazing. That is a wonderful story. I'm actually, I just pulled up their website. I'm looking at it. And of course, I've heard of them. And uh, what it what struck me, uh, you know, people might not think much of a company, uh, you know, that just makes pencils. But when you said they make every pencil in the United States, and they've made these pencils for over 100 years, reminded me of the story of... Um, uh, was it Armin Hammer, you know, who was this great industrialist and everything. And he was one, he was the only, I think he was the only person who was allowed to fly into Russia with a private jet at the time. This is back in the sixties and seventies. I mean, the guy was connected and he knew people, you know, like in China and all this stuff. And uh, somehow there was a story about um, they were going to grant him a franchise in China and uh, after the Cultural Revolution and everything, and they because they knew he was a good, you know world renowned businessman, and he had all these connections in China, and they said, "Well, we'll grant you any franchise that you want." And he asked for the franchise to uh, make pencils, mm -hmm. and uh, that's what he did in China back in the sixties and seventies because he felt like, well, after the Cultural Revolution, everybody's going to be you know, back in school and they're all going to be studying and everything, you know, and, and this was a big deal, you know, and, and that's yeah. what he asked for. So uh, having landed a company like uh, Faber-Castell uh, to Illinois is a big deal. That's really a great, great story. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's great work. And companies like Faber are out there, you know, um, had not had a presence in the United States. Obviously, we're a huge market in their case for cosmetics, but we're an enormous market. And our strategic location, as you point out, you know, Alex, in the middle of the uh, country um, with all class, uh, you know, all seven class one railroads, a huge highway system, the air power we have, the, the even things like 
natural resources like water. I mean, think about the southeastern United States or the western part of the United States and that they have droughts all the time. We have water, and for many companies, their process is dependent upon having good clean water or potable water or having water as a cooling agent. And so we have those assets, but you got to go out to those companies, meet them, and tell the story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one thing, I mean, we have you know really good water down here in central Illinois. Do we, uh, I know everybody is always asking about you know Chicago and, and the major market up there. What are our chances of landing some of these companies here in, say, Champaign, Illinois? Oh, I think they're very good. First of all, your team in Champaign is doing a great job. They are really top-notch, some of the best economic developers uh, in the state, and and we work with them closely. And we have worked projects with them. And, and, you know, I won't tell you, this is a very competitive business. It's a a fist fight every day to win deals. But the reality is they are definitely in the game. They're doing all the right things partnering with us. And uh, and absolutely, you guys are in the game. We have we have over 90 projects in our pipeline right now, and a number of them are in Champaign. Um, like I said, the, the Faber uh, Costello example is is perfect. It takes a couple of years sometimes for these these companies to make their final decisions and pull the plug or pull the trigger. But it, it is what it is, and that's why it's so important to have an intersect, uh, Illinois, because we bring that continuity. It doesn't matter, you know, what's going on in politics. It doesn't matter what's going on in the statewide world or even the, the global world. There is an organization that's dedicated day after day to partner with our partners around the state to help them to market their assets around the world and to make sure that they're getting a good look at all of the opportunities that are out there. I mean, Chicago is, you know, the hub, and so 80% of the economy runs through this Chicagoland area. Sure. But the the other 20% of the economy in the state of Illinois is pretty darn big. In fact, the 20% in the rest of the state is bigger than most other states. Yeah, it so, is. You know, so the reality is, uh, yeah, I was just down in Quincy for the opening of the new ADM um, uh, animal feed facility a couple weeks ago. Cool. Um, you know, I've been to Belvedere for some of their new openings. Um, you know, and some of our very best foreign direct investment companies, some of our best foreign companies actually are in other parts of the state in some of the smallest communities in our in our in our state because they like being the big dog they like being you know the predominant employer in a community and so they actually seek out um, other communities rather than uh, a Chicago land base so it's it's a balancing act um, there are opportunities in in both places some people want to be urban some want to be suburban some want to be way out um, uh, somewhere else but the good news is there's great resources in all of our state. And so we just need to uh, connect all the docs and make it easy for companies to do business here. I love it. I love it. Uh, I can't uh, tell you how excited I am to have met you and to just learn uh, all of the great things. One thing you said earlier uh, in your comments just now was regardless of politics. And I like the way that Intersect Illinois is funded by private uh, business and uh, hopefully it doesn't become a political football from one administration to the next. I, I, it sounds to me like you're getting great support from the new governor uh, and, you know, things are, are on, uh, still on track. Yeah, there's a lot, you know, there's always a learning curve and transitions uh, going on. But I think, you know, the new governor has a lot on his plate. I think he's going to do a great job of of going very methodically through the process. Um, He's put a really uh, smart team of people together at the Department of Commerce, who are our primary um, partners. And uh, and we're really encouraged by what's happening already and what we think uh, can happen as we go forward. So um, it's not a it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Um, you know, we've done a lot, made a lot of progress. 
progress over the last, uh, you know, three years here at Intersect, but there's a lot more to do. Um, and, uh, and we're going to keep growing and keep uh, continuing to build those relationships that will make us uh, a world-class um, opportunity for businesses around the, around the globe. Well, I've never been more encouraged than after meeting you and learning the story and knowing um, the force personality that we have behind this. So I, uh, we're totally out of time, but I just I have to thank you again. Uh, we've been talking with uh, Mark Peterson. He's the president and CEO of Intersect Illinois, and I'm looking forward to Select USA, and let's go land some companies for Illinois. Will do, Alex. Thanks for having me on, and uh, you know uh, uh, we're gonna get, we're gonna get this done. We've got a lot of work to do, but we're having a great time, and I appreciate your support. You bet. Thanks for being with us, and don't go away. We'll have much more right after the break. And we're back. You're listening to Central Illinois Business. Alex Ruggieri here. And thanks for staying with us. We have here in the top half of the hour with me, Shauna Hustle. She is an agent with Aflac. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about Aflac. What is it? I see their commercials everywhere. Well, I appreciate this opportunity because most people are familiar with the duck, but many people don't really understand what we do. So just a little history on AFLAC. We were founded in 1955, so we're 60-plus years strong. We are the leading supplemental um, insurance company in the world, and um, so it's exciting to be with uh, with this company. I've been with Aflac for 15 years, right here in the Champaign-Urbana area. And what we do is help people in the times of crisis in their life with medical situations that might be from an illness or an, an injury. And three brothers, the Amos brothers, founded the company for that very reason. They lost a family member to cancer and then uh, lost everything because of the, the high cost of the medical bill. Well, so we were, that is a wonderful story. Tell me about it. Yes. Um, so it was obviously back in the 50s and um, the, the, the father of the family ended up having to to declare bankruptcy because he couldn't pay, pay the bills. So he wow. lost his farm. He lost everything. And the three brothers decided that was too much for um, any family to have to lose. So they, they uh, came up with a cancer policy, and that's what we were founded on. And that is the only policy that they sold for 32 years. Wow. And the way they, the way they sold it is... Um, knocking on doors just door to door and the the company's home is in columbus georgia so there was a lot of rural um, activity going on to sell their products and um, it's important to know and and remember that we're not just about selling a policy we want to be there for for people when they need 
some help with their cash flow. Yeah. I Wow. I never knew that. But they, I will tell you, they have fantastic uh, advertising campaign. I mean, it <laughs> yes, is amazing. That must really help you <laughs> in your job. It does. The duck was born in 1998 or 99. I'm not sure which, wow. which year. And um, everybody loves the duck. Uh, something that a lot of people don't know about AFOC also is that we have a very large cancer research center, and it is uh, focused on childhood cancer. And uh, that is in Georgia also. And um, so besides the contributions that other people might make to it, uh, the majority of all of the agents associated with AFLAC support this, and they, they do tremendous things. And they developed a special duck that only the children at the hospital are allowed to have. It's a robot duck. Wow. <laughs> so it's like their their companion, their little friend when they're in the hospital and then they get to take him home too. Wow, how much fun is that? Yeah, it is. That we, is fantastic. A lot of fun with the duck. Well, um, so tell me, how does it work with people? I mean, how... Uh, how is it in addition to their regular insurance? Uh, do you connect with them on uh, at a certain point uh, after things happen, or how does it work? Okay, very good question. Yes, AFLAC supplemental policies are not coordinated benefits with major medical. They they completely stand alone. So, uh, and the reason being is because it's the benefits are all paid straight away to the client so that they can choose where they put their money. They might need to pay the mortgage or buy groceries or put gas in the car. Um, so it, unlike other insurance, it's not paid to the hospital, doctor's clinic. It goes to the client so that they can decide what they need to do. And then to start a claim, the client either contacts one of us as their agent or now we have the ability for everyone to file their claims right online so um, it goes full gamut from those of us who aren't real tech savvy right down to the ones that can do it all on their uh, smartphones wow wow that's incredible so when do people sign up i mean do they just whenever they want to or is it like well when I get a job, I want to make sure, you know, I've got insurance with my company. But, you know, this is some kind of like supplemental insurance, it sounds like. It is. Mm -hmm. AFLAC policy benefits fill the gap between what your major medical or even like for several years, I didn't even have major medical because of the how expensive it was. You're right, right. Uh, but so many people are in that boat also. But every year the, that gap increases so our benefit dollars help to fill that gap and they can sign up by um through payroll if if uh, there's an account in their business or if the business wants to start an account to offer aflac to their employees we are always happy to come in and uh, discuss that and facilitate that and then if that's not an option for the person, they can just contact us and say, I want 
to know more about Aflac, uh, can I sit down with you? It's because we sell it on a direct basis as well as through payroll. Okay, so that was my very next question, which I think you've answered, but I want to expand on that uh, because um, what about people who are self-employed? Yes, it's an excellent um, opportunity for them to have additional coverage um, outside of their their major medical or not. <laughs> okay. Now let me let me talk about this, okay? All right. Let's just use me an ex- as an example cuz I'm self-employed. I've got great insurance. Um major medical, all of that stuff, dental, whatever. But let's mm-hmm. say I want to talk to you about supplemental insurance. What would you say to me? And what questions would you ask? Well, I would ask, does your major medical cover 100% of um all of your expense? And what would you tell me? What say that again? What is my expense and what? Does your does your major medical cover one hundred percent of mm-hmm. your expenses? Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. Okay, so right there is a possible uh, fit for us because you you are going to have out of pocket expense, and that's what we help with, and we help with income replacement. Um, major medical may be superb coverage, but they don't do anything to help replace your income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in, in a that. way, that's it's kind of like, um, what do they call that, uh, employment insurance, or what do they call that? Um, Gap not, insurance? Yeah, it's kind of like a, uh, it's, income it's insurance. Or, yeah. Oh, short-term disability. Yeah, short-term. It's kind of yeah. like short-term disability. Is that what it is? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that's one of our, our our programs that we offer is short-term disability. But we have an accident plan. We have a cancer plan. We have a plan that uh, helps when there's a concern with heart problems and stroke, that sort of illnesses in um, your family history. Um we have dental, we have vision, we have life. Many people out there don't have life insurance, and we're pleased to be able to offer life for adults and juvenile children um, because we're, we it, it helps make us a one-stop shop kind of thing. So, all right, and the, Let, what would work like, I mean, let's say... Uh, I mean, I don't want to, I know you can't get into necessarily exact costs, but I mean, generally, what would mm-hmm. it cost for somebody to get, let's say they want to have the supplemental co- uh, coverage and they want to have a couple of thousand dollars a month while they're sick if they need it to pay bills or whatever, the rent? How mm-hmm. how would that work and what would they have to pay for that kind of coverage? For short-term disability, there's several things that factor in there, but... Um, it could be in the range of thirty, forty dollars a month to help protect their insurance. I mean, that, help protect their income. That it sounds like a bargain to me. Yeah. Yes. Uh, m- many because other insurances tend to be so expensive. Um, people believe that Aflac also is extremely expensive. the The way the company looks at it is that we want to be able to offer solutions to people that don't cost more than one to two hours of their pay per week. Mm-hmm. So that, 
mm-hmm. you know, and and everyone's uh, income is different. So it's all customized to uh, what works best for right. that person. Right. And right. and then say let's say you've got um, a family that has several athletes in it. Children are covered until age twenty six, and um, let's say they're all in sports. So the accident policy is an excellent one, and for a family, it's around forty-five dollars a month. That's wow. for every. It doesn't matter how many children are in the family either. This just sounds like. I mean, this just sounds fantastic. I mean, seems to me like you wouldn't have any problem signing people up for this. They'd be like, "Where do I sign?" <laughs> Um, that's usually the case once we can have the opportunity to sit down with them. The, um, it's, it's, we are always looking for opportunities to, to meet with people and to talk with business owners. Um, always welcome that. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. So you can work with the, directly with the business owners to provide kind of like a payroll deduction uh, kind of a program. Yeah. Or you can work with individuals, or you could work with somebody like me who's self-employed. I've got good insurance, but mm-hmm. you know maybe I want a supplemental policy. Uh, I need to see you. <laughs> We're going to sign up for this. <laughs> this is just a great. This is a great thing. No, I'm serious. That's great. And uh, tell me about the profile of your typical client. What does that look like? Uh, well, it's it's anybody out there. Uh, there's. Uh, we have the full gamut. We have uh, service people in restaurants. We have uh, auto body shops. We have truckers that drive all over the United States. Uh, we have executives. We have um, factories. There's no limit to who we serve. That's all. fantastic. And that's, and that's something else I like. To, I, I would like to mention is that we have no network, so it doesn't matter who you have to go to or choose to go to for your health care. AFLAC doesn't put any restrictions on that at all. Wow, and that's the other, great. other, <laughs> it is because you know if you're traveling two thousand miles away from home, uh, you have to see someone, and what if it's not in the network? Well, it can be a big problem. And the the other um, thing to, that I want to mention is that to offer this to employees, it does not cost the business owner out of out of their um, operation money. The, the 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 employees choose what they want, and it's deducted from their payroll. I mean, from their paycheck. So it's each individual chooses what they want to take and what they uh, want to afford to pay for. Cool. That's fantastic. That is great stuff. I am so glad that you came on the show because I see the commercials all the time and I'm like, you know, I'm going to talk to Shauna about this sometime and I never have, but I thought, hey, let's do this radio interview and inform everybody. So, okay. Thank you. You bet. No, I've got just a, a minute left. How can people find more information if they're interested? You can go online to com, and there's a world of information online. And if um, people want to give me a call, uh, I welcome welcome that as well. 
Um, you want me to? <laughs> yeah, sure. What's your number if they want to call you? <laughs> okay, it's two one seven eight four zero two four eight two. And if they choose to call Aflac, it's just one eight hundred go Aflac. Cool. And then look Aflac up online at aflac dot com. Wow, this is wonderful stuff. I um, really mean it. I want to talk to you at, uh, offline. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to do that. But thank you for sharing all of this with our listeners today. Well, you're welcome. And thank you again, Alex. Oh, you bet. We have been talking with uh, Shauna Hossel. She is an agent with Aflac. Thank you for being with us. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too.